Welcome to Kill the Cast. My name is Jerry, and joining me is the ever-quotable Jay. Something happens to you when you leave this town. The farther away, the hazier it all gets. But me, I never left. I remember all of it. Damn. And the Silent Hill biker himself, Kenneth. Hello out there, and the internet, whatever. (laughs) Fucking people on the internet. Uh, Mm -hmm. We are throwing this bonus episode out for it chapter two uh this is a full spoiler review um we all saw it this weekend uh each one time so we are going to give our overall thoughts specific things we like things we didn't like uh maybe some changes from the book changes from the previous movie blah 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 all that good stuff so we are going to get into that but first of course we have to go jay how you been uh good i moved I don't know if I mentioned that in the last episode, so I'm in a new place now. Um, that was the biggest thing, I guess. But other than that, I'm good. Awesome. Kenneth, how you been? I've been all right. I've been seeing a lot more movies recently than I normally used to. Um, hell, I've been pretty much at the movie theater damn near every weekend. Hell yeah. Nice. Uh, as for me, I am doing good. I have dropped two brand new shows that's atomic age saucer cast and cult unknown so please go check that out if you have not uh atomic age saucer cast is about like 1950s science fiction movie and cult unknown is about cryptozoology paranormal supernatural occult and all that good shit first episode is about bigfoot and it's a lot of fun uh so with that being said we are about to talk about it chapter two um now the previous movie, both Jay and I were really, really high on. Kenneth, you weren't. Uh, do you want to give a brief explanation of that? Um, I felt like there was a lot of character changes that I didn't really care for. Um, very far removed from the source material. Um, I didn't like the pacing. I felt like it was too fast. There was just too much shit going on. And it was. It, I just didn't feel fulfilled when I got... I didn't feel fulfilled when I got done watching the movie. I just I, I I just really didn't care for it. I think the best thing about it was the was the the acting of the kids in the first one and but the way things were changed like you know it was always Mike that was the one that was the the like keeper of everything and in the first one it didn't put him as that. Um and there were other key things that I think were left out. I feel like that Mike's character was really really he didn't in the first one. They didn't spend a whole lot of time on him, and hell, I did, I felt that way kind of in the second one. But uh, but overall, I mean, there were just things that I didn't like about it, things that should have been focused on that weren't, and I thought it was really, really just too much shit crammed into a short amount of time. All right, and uh, now that you you literally just got out of the theater from seeing the movie, I went and saw it uh, Friday. Jay, when did you go see it? Uh, yesterday. Okay. Last night. Saturday. So Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, so, uh, Kenneth, uh, we'll start with you since you are the freshest. What'd you think? And the most knowledgeable. And the most knowledgeable on the subject. What what did you think? I I really enjoyed the second one. I really did. I was not disappointed at all. Um, the changes that were made from the source material were not as drastic, except for close to the ending. Um... You know, because there was some, there was a lot of like the shit about the turtle that that I really wish they'd they'd hit on that a little more, but they threw a nod in this one as well towards the turtle. 
Um, but overall, I thought it was really good. I really enjoyed the enjoyed the new one. Uh, that that whole scene at the beginning of it, where you got the uh, you know the uh, the 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 bigots fucking throwing the guy over the uh, over the thing over the bridge. That was straight out of the book. That yeah. whole was sequence. Was it a gay guy in the book, or was it like yes, a black yeah. dude? No, no, a gay it was guy a... in the book. Yeah, in, okay. in in the book, that scene would take place in the eighties, and like, yeah, they did that. And and I told um, Jay, I was like, uh, that was so fucking brutal. The never the movie never gets that brutal again, but they open with this gut punch of of just yeah, and see, brutal. And, and, and if I'm not mistaken, that starts another segment of the book. Like that that is at the beginning of like because you know how a lot of times how books are in parts, especially one as big as it. I think that whole story starts a different part of the book, but sorry, excuse me. Um, but overall, I love that, and and like I said, that was everything about that scene, that that whole little segment of the movie was damn near word for word. The fact that they were at a carnival, the fact that he won the uh, the uh, well, actually in the book he won the hat, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but him wearing the hat, him getting uh, the couple getting approached by the uh the idiots uh getting thrown over the bridge all the balloons coming out from underneath the bridge and also him getting bit in the armpit by it all of that stuff was directly out of it exactly nice. i mean and when i was watching it i was like I, w- I was i was really really happy with that and there's other things that were directly out of it they were directly out of out of, out of the book that I, i'm glad that they threw nods in there too nice all right uh jay what did you think uh i loved it I absolutely loved it. The only I had uh, only one complaint, um, but it didn't even bother me because the the resulting imagery was really nice. Um, but my one complaint really is that I feel like the first movie was way better with building tension before having an in your face thing, and this one used a lot more jump scares. Um, but the imagery that came from those jump scares, like the the different monsters, the different forms that it took um, and used to scare the kids, I really really enjoyed. Yeah, um, I I I loved this movie. Um, a, a complaint I actually have for like the Conjuring series and a lot of the James Wan series is that the the CGI monsters in them look very cartoonish, and I don't like it. Um, but in this movie, it the the CGI also monsters also look cartoonish, but I'm way more accepting of it because I see it as the extension of Pennywise, and I'm like, that's Pennywise's character. He would do that kind of stuff. That's what he does. Um, and so it was nice to have that complaint I would normally have get turned on my turned around on me. Um, it, well, see, my, one of the things that I liked about it in this one is as for Pennywise himself, even though I agree with you on that, is the fact that Pennywise was not childlike in this one. Um, the only time he's childlike in this one is uh, one of the best scenes in the movie. Pedo Penny. Yeah, Pedo Penny when he's uh, manipulating. Uh, he's using great predatory manipulation of you this girl the, who has a birthmark. The bleachers. Yes, she has a birthmark yeah. on her face, and he uses like spot on pedophile predatory uh, things to get this girl, and it is fucking great like that scene is so fucking good like that is a scene i would show a kid to be like when they say things like this they don't mean it they're using what they what they know about you against you um that no matter what they say you cannot believe them and oh my god that scene is so fucking good um 
So my actual complaint for the movie uh, actually deals with uh, the Richie and his dirty little secret. Um, I really like that that Richie is uh, gay in this movie. Um, my only problem is I felt like they dropped the ball that he should have revealed it to his friends, and he just kind of didn't. It kind of like it felt. I just felt like that should have been a bigger thing, and like especially with Eddie dying, it should have been a much like a, a fucking much bigger scene than him just crying in the river, his friends holding him, um, and then him going in like carving the E on the bridge. Um, yeah, see, and and see, I agree with you on that because I think that had he had that been given more, uh, more fucking just strength, that that would have added to like had he told his friends that like when they were down there fighting or something like that, that would have brought the strength together exactly. at some point in time. Uh, I, and, I, and it I also agree. does it plays super well with how much Richie makes fun of Eddie and why Eddie is like the one he almost always makes fun of. Uh, it is great. Um, the flashbacks in this movie are really good. I know some people said there's too many. I don't really feel mm -hmm. like that, but there is one flashback I do kind of have a problem with. Um, they, and it will only because I felt like this flashback should have been in the other movie. Cause it would have fixed uh, a big complaint that both Kenneth and I had. Um, they have a flashback where, uh, Ben, the fat kid, uh, builds them a clubhouse underground. I feel like this should have been in the first movie because it should have been Ben doing his architect shit and com and that would have been him contributing to everyone instead of him being the historian. That way we could have actually had the proper historian be the historian. Mm -hmm. uh, I just felt like it was kind of weird that they had this clubhouse built that they do not talk about in the first movie. I, I just thought that was really weird because almost everybody else's flashbacks makes a lot of sense. Um, I think the I think the only reason why they may not is because I think dude that made the movie may have been on the fence about whether he was going to include the clubhouse or not. But like the uh, you know I wish from the book that's one of the things that they left out was when uh, Richie and Mike have that uh, the, where they smoke out the damn clubhouse. Oh yeah. You know, but in the movie you got Mike going and hanging out with the natives, but. In the in the uh, in the book, they do this thing where damn they're all in there, and you know who can stand it and who can't. And if I think, and if I'm not mistaken, it was Mike and Richie that were the last ones, and that's actually how they, that's where they discover where it came from, and stuff like that. And I wish that they had went that way about it because, I th that was probably one of my biggest complaints about the about this one is that this whole ritual of Chud thing didn't get what it deserved versus the book and i didn't I, I did not like the way they did that i also did not like the way that they portrayed mike to be like a crazy person you know yeah, what I'm saying? they really, I really didn't they really like did. that i mean and that's that's the reason why i'm saying what i'm saying when i think that mike doesn't mike doesn't get what mike should get like in the first movie he doesn't get you know, the relevance that he should have as being the historian. And this one, he gets the historian part, but they make him out like he's fucking a, 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 a crazy idiot. You know? And then on top of that, if you really think about it, you really don't see a whole lot of Mike in this movie. You see him at the beginning, a little bit when he's calling everybody, and then he kind of disappears again. And then you see him again when they're all together, and then he kind of disappears again. And then you see him again at the end of it when he's fucking you know, trying to, uh, uh, trying to do the ritual and everything. And they make him out to be like this crazy liar. 
I didn't like untrustworthy. I I really don't like the way that they did Mike Hanlon's character in either movie. Yeah, I would say that is definitely one of the biggest downfalls is is how Mike's character just gets screwed out of what he's supposed to be. Right. Because um, he's supposed to be a much stronger character. Just like I think fucking Henry Bowers got fucking screwed also. Uh, yeah, I was... F- I'm fine with Henry in the movie. But it did feel kind of... I don't know. I feel like... Uh, he didn't really do all that much in this movie, like. Right, but he's that again. That's another thing, you know, from the source material because Henry Bowers was a much, much bigger character, and he had a lot more influence in the book than he did in either movie. You know, but the thing about it is, is from the '90s movie, he had a lot of uh, influence in the '90s movies. Uh, you know, Henry Bowers was a big character in the 90s movie and he's also a big character in the book but in this he's really not he's just kind of there you know like the whole there's a whole lot more to how he gets out of the asylum in the book and i'm still irritated at the from the first movie on this this is another thing that really bothered me is that uh patrick hockstetter is the kid with the flame in the first one and he's also the corpse that's driving the car in the second one well in the book that was that was belch that did all that did all that not had the flame but belch was the one that drove the car belch was uh uh henry bowers's best friend hmm, it's very interesting that they switched those around i'm not really sure why they did yeah I, it feels I, like I, some of the some of the switching was unnecessary yeah i mean i just don't i don't, I don't understand that you know what i'm saying because you 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 get a little bit of belch in the first one but me and jerry you and i have talked about the fact that there's actually a deleted scene where Henry kills kills uh, his two other buddies also after he kills his, uh, his dad. But oh, they, yeah, yeah. But they leave that out in, in the theatrical. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, uh, Patrick Hockstetter um, was not really as big of a character. I mean, he had his own story of uh, of, you know everything that went on in the book, but he was not as much of a bigger character as they put him in this. And, you know, like that, that was another one of those things that kind of bothered me because I think Henry Bowers needed more, you know, see not having the book to compare it to. I felt like they, uh, they handled that part as far as the movie's concerned, just fine. I, I did feel like I, and I have not, I've, I've read like a hundred pages of the, of the book and that's about it. Um, but I still feel like Henry, didn't do as much as moving one thing i've 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 come up with as i've thought about this movie is i kind of realized um character wise the adult characters do not go like as fleshed out in this one because of how many flashbacks we get that i feel like a lot of the adult characters kind of jump a lot um there's there's a lot of just jumping development like um Eddie's character in this movie, he mostly just uh, is scared and says "fuck you" a lot. Like that—that's most of what he does in this movie. And he definitely married his mom. Uh, yeah, he married his mom, which is good. Um, well, see, but see, that goes back into little details that actually is really good from the from from the source material. Like in the book, that's exactly the way it was. He married a woman that remind that was exactly like his mom. Yeah, that and was in the exactly book, he the was the one that was kind of the closeted gay. Yeah, kind of. But he ended up marrying he ended up marrying a woman that was just like his mom. 
he, uh, you know, uh, uh, Ben Hanscom Haystack. That was exactly the way it was in the in the book. When he got older, he slimmed down. He was uh, known to be very attractive, um, and uh, he made a very very lucrative fucking business out of being a damn architect. Oh, that fun fact! 100%. In the architect meeting, uh, the guy that is standing up, uh, the chubby guy standing up, that is the same actor who played Ben as a kid in uh, the '90s miniseries. Oh, nice. Which is funny. I didn't know that until after I watched the movie. But when I was watching the movie I, and during that scene, I was like, wait, they didn't skinny down Ben? What the fuck is this? Yeah, and, I thought. And, and then it showed <laughs> the, the actual Ben. And I was like, oh, okay, they did. Cool, cool. Um, and then I actually found out today because uh, I think Abraham Ram, uh, the Ram man, shared the article. And I read it. And I was like, oh, my God, that's so funny because I kind of thought that was Ben. Um, and like also on the love triangle, they kind of sidelined the love triangle quite a bit. Um, it's there. Um, it feels like, but it's a lot of just like been staring at people. Right. Yeah. It was much more predominant. And even in the nineties, it was, it was much more predominant in the book in the nineties series. I liked it. I thought it was cool. I figured there, I, I, I wish there had been more to it. Um, I'm kind of okay there, with it. I, there's I another, there's another detail. Oh Yeah. Fucking Stephen King's cameo, I thought was great. Oh my god, the ongoing joke about Bill not being able to write a good ending was fucking great because so many people complain about that with Stephen King. It's so funny. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Uh, that was was a good end joke. I I laughed a lot. I fucking (laughs) just adored that. Um, And to me, that was my favorite out of all Stephen King's cameos. That one was my favorite. Yeah. You know what I did find (laughs) weird is that the fact that we didn't get Bill's wife uh, towards the end of the movie. Yeah. That would, that threw me the fuck off that. Oh, you know what? You know what? It's really threw me off, man. When, when, when at first they made it out like fucking Bev's old man was not going to be abusive. Oh my God. Yes. And then he's like (laughs) out of nowhere, just fucking flips. Yeah. I I was like, bitch. (laughs) Yeah. Cause when I was sitting there watching it, I was just like, no fucking way! You can't change that. And I was, and I was just like, I, and then after he flipped, I was just like, I bet he throws that shit in there just to piss people off like me. Oh my! I can see Kenneth <laughs> just raging in the fucking theater. It's the same thing with the fat guy at the fucking board meeting. I was like, oh no 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 no! Wait wait! So uh, you thought that was Ben also? Yeah, I did. I was Why? like, I pissed and, at first. And, I was like, no. And y'all did not know that that was the actor who played little kid Ben in the nineties. No, I just I recognized so. him. I recognized him. I didn't realize it at first, and I should have because I fucking met the dude in person. Damn. Uh, but I recognized him, and I was just like, he looks really familiar. But then I was enraged by the fact that I thought that. Uh, that they were going to make him fat as an adult, and I was enraged by that. And I was just like, no fucking way, you know. You know what's and like, funny? What? Is I thought that it was Ben too, even though I had heavily researched the cast back when we were doing news from the noose, and I knew for a fact that wasn't the guy playing Ben. But I was just like, oh, okay, this is Ben. Yeah, <laughs> like, this, but I just accepted that. This movie has some great setups that just kind of flip on you. Um, that's re- that that are really well done. Um, I I was a big fan of everyone they picked cast wise to play the adults. Let's be honest. Bill Hader stole the fucking show. Dude. So Bill Hader is one of my favorite actors ever. He's one of my favorite SNL cast members ever. Uh, and I just love pretty much everything he's in. And he's a really good actor. Um, there's a, a, a drama or a dark comedy, however you want to 
categorize it that he did with Kristen Wiig called The Skeleton Twins about two depressed siblings. And that movie is just so powerful and his acting is so good in it. Yes, please put Bill Hader in more stuff. Uh, we need it. Oh, and then James McAvoy playing Bill. Oh, man, uh, he wears out everything he's in, though. He, yeah, and, and you know what? In this movie, I almost... There was a part of me that at first was like, wow, I, I'm i not really blown away by his performance. It's really good, but it, but it's not blowing me out. And then the more I thought about it, I was just like, Jesus, man, his performance was so fucking good. And it's the, just... The longer it, he, was, he was Bill, the better it got. Like, once he started getting back to Derry and all the old mannerisms started to return... That's when I think his performance really started to stand out. Yes, for sure. Uh, um, was it Jessica Chastain playing Beverly? Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, she did a great <laughs> job. Uh, that was really cool. I really like how they kept up the cigarette smoking thing. Um, I will say that she kept talking about how they have the bloodiest scene ever in this movie, and it's just that bathroom uh, blood scene. And I was just kind of like, eh, you oversold it. You oversold it greatly. It was cool, but it was no. Well, see, this is the problem with claims like that. Because tech, I don't. I mean, obviously, I haven't looked at the the technicalities of it. But if they use more fake blood than Dead Alive or Evil Dead remake, which I think hold the top two spots, then technically it is the bloodiest scene in the movie ever. But it's it wasn't like it was a pool of blood. It wasn't anything crazy like raining blood like actual physical blood from a rain machine like evil dead so yeah that's uh i hate when movies make claims like that because it hypes people up and then they're just disappointed with the payoff oh hell i watched this movie one time called the hills run red and it fucking damn they they dumped like three fucking barrels of fake blood down the hill for that movie yeah you know it's so I, 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 i i thought it was a cool scene too but i wasn't like blown away by it yeah um the 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 redone version of the China restaurant, the Jade of the Orient. Mm-hmm. That scene was so fucking good from start to finish. It was so those funny. fortune cookie monsters freaked me the fuck out. Oh my god! The yes, little those... baby maggot thing, Ugh. whatever, whatever that was supposed to be. Oh man, that was fucking creepy. I feel like so like again, I don't have anything but my own. Uh, you know, opinions to go on because I don't know anything about the book. But I feel like uh, some of the things that Pennywise did in this movie were way more, like, demonic and torturing than what we got to see in the first movie. Yeah, I got to say, I love the extra use of Pennywise in this movie. I really fucking dug it. And speaking of that, the uh, Beverly and the old lady, oh Mm -hmm. my god, that was so fucking creepy. I loved it. I loved it. That old lady was great. And what she looked like at the end, the monster. Have you seen that? It's a meme now, but it's basically a digital artist's uh, artwork that got turned into a meme where it's it's a monster that looks very similar to the old lady holding a guy. And then, like, the meme usually says, uh, this is you and your friend. Do you try and help him or run? Have you guys seen that? I think mm-hmm. so. So that it reminded me of that in motion. And I was like, oh, that's fucking good. Yeah, it was it was oh my god, it was so good. It was like a, a female like a woman version if it was built in like that annihilator creature from Spawn. Right? Yeah, it was oh <laughs> my god, you. but but before she turned into that, it was just so creepy her doing the like the standing there or the like the head peeks out or you notice she's naked. Um it was just My favorite part is when she just like pauses when she's talking. 
Oh yeah, she says that really creepy thing about like um, uh, people don't die in dairy. Yeah, and then just stops, like pauses right in the middle of it, and 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 Bev is just staring at her, and then comes right back in like nothing ever happened. I was like, I mean, because that was in the in the in the teaser trailer or or the trailer that let out the footage or whatever. But I was just like, that's just fucked up. And yeah. I mean, and, and the whole time I was watching that whole scene where, you know, you see her poke out and all the rest of that. And the whole time I was watching that whole scene, man, it was giving me the fucking wheelies. I was just like, Ugh. Mm-hmm. oh, man, I got to talk about. Uh, so I love Richie's characters in the movie. The his flashback where he goes into the arcade and he's playing uh, the original Street Fighter, which you know, <laughs> bravo for playing that piece of shit um, uh, against that kid who turns out to be um, Henry Bauer's uh, cousin. Cousin, yeah. And then the, and the kid's like, hell yeah, man, you're so cool. And then Henry shows up and he's like, oh, no, I'm not hanging out with this gay dude. Um, and Henry's like, oh, what are you trying to ask him out on a date? Um, that's like... The the stuff in this movie that deals with uh, homosexuality like hits really hard, even yeah, in that does. scene where it's way more subtle because you don't actually know Richie's gay at this scene. Um, right. You because because in, in this because like he reminds me of me when I was a kid. I was skinny. I wore. I, I was very kind of. I was kind of like that skinny nerd who people constantly think is gay and gets called gay and and kind of has. Some slight feminine tendencies, blah blah. blah. Like, and you're I was, just looking for somebody else that you want to hang out with because either the rest of your buddies are being dicks, or you're just looking for somebody to chill with. Yeah, like that kid is me. Um, and, and like I and like I was not obviously not as funny as Richie, but uh, that kid is me. And um, so that scene really hit me hard. Uh, and then he goes to the uh, the courtyard or wherever it is where the big statue is, and it comes to life. And then Pennywise comes in and he's like, I know your dirty little secret. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, what the fuck's his dirty little secret? And I was like, is oh, I had it. it. I had it right from the rip. I had it when, right off. I was just when like, did no you, fucking way. Like as soon as Pennywise as said, as I know your dirty little it, secret. He was like, I get it. No, I saw it because <laughs> of the, I, I knew it because of the way he reacted to what Henry Bowers was saying in the movie theater. Like they took me a second to get it. Like I, I like I got it by the end of that scene. Where I was like, is he gay? I think he's gay. Is that what this is? Yep, I had it. I had it right then because it the makes handshake. sense. Yeah, it the, makes the, the lingering handshake is what did it for me. And it's like it makes sense though. I mean, think about it. You know, it, once once all that came together, I was just like, oh yeah, because right before he walked out of the movie theater, I was like, he's gay. I was like, that's cool. And then I was sitting there and I'm thinking about it and I'm like, well, the scene itself sucks and what he had to go through, but. How they changed his character to 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 be gay, I thought was really cool. And then I was like, uh, that whole thing. I was like, well, that makes sense. That makes sense of the penis jokes and the trash talking and not being a virgin and fucking everybody else's mom and all that shit. Everything came around full circle. Oh, one hundred percent. Because now when I because uh, I want to rewatch the first one, I'm gonna sit there and be like, you know what? We all know that guy that constantly talks about dicks and constantly talks about fucking chicks when he's not fucking chicks at all and because he's overcompensating so people won't know that he's gay because he's still at a very young age and he's uncomfortable with it and you know especially like you know kids in 80s and 90s it was a lot harder to come out for that i mean it's still hard nowadays don't get me wrong uh but there is a more uh, open and accepting community compared to uh you know pre-90s right um but yeah i did not know until 
Pennywise said dirty little secret. I didn't get it until then because before then I was just like, yeah, he's me. Like fucking everyone thought I was gay. You know, like Kenneth, you're from the South. Whenever someone describes a a male kid as tender hearted, it's their nice way of saying he's gay. Right. And everyone used to say I was so tender hearted. Is that like when they say "bless your heart" and they really mean "go fuck yourself"? Yes, it, it is. It is. It is what it is the nice way of saying it. And it's very big in the South, and like you know, if you're in the South and someone goes, "Oh, that boy is so tender-hearted," they are saying he's gay. Wow. And I got called that greatly. Like, and a lot of a lot of people in my family thought I was grow up, grow up to be gay. Uh, it, like, it was a big thing for me. Like, I went through most of my life being called gay, people thinking I was gay. I got a lot of the gay slurs. Making out with me on my birthday, probably. Ended up becoming bisexual. Yeah, no, not really. I mean, (laughs) uh, uh, I I mean, I I don't really talk about it publicly, but like that, like I've had a gay experience, and I'm not gay. Like it's it's not. Um, (laughs) I wish I was. I mean, like I said, I'm pretty sure that making out with me on my birthday didn't help. Yeah, I get making out with guys (laughs) all the time, and people are like, "Jerry, I think you're gay," and I'm like, "No, I'm just making out with him." To, to, you know, be extreme and be funny and all this shit. And yeah, it's a joke. It was a good birthday present. The problem with making out with Kendall on his birthday is him and I were the only people in the apartment. So it's not like I was doing it to get a rise <laughs> out of people. Exactly. It was a good birthday present. <laughs> yeah, so it was just one I of those fucking weird things. Yeah, uh, I, I, I would, I'm just weird. I just, I'm just weird like that. I don't know it, what was, especially back then, like I'm much more calmer and tamer now. But back then, I would just do shit like that. You were like, I would just randomly do some kind of like uncontrollable thing, you know, just kind of like how Richie would just say some, you know, he would just burst out with some, you know, fucking joke. I was the About same. 80s fucking mom's way. underwear. Yeah, exactly. Um, how the do Paul you know Bunyan, what, what it smells yeah. like. Yeah, the Paul Bunyan thing that was straight out of the book too. I was I was hoping for that. I liked it a lot. And it, yeah. and it and and it damn it worked out exactly the same way. Now I can't remember whether it was Richie or Stan that saw the Paul Bunyan character in the book. I can't remember, but I do remember specifically that um, Paul Bunyan talked to whoever it was right before he was about to kill him. But the, whatever the character was wasn't paying attention or something or or I can't remember exactly. But he turns around and fucking Paul Bunyan's face is right in his face. Oh, man. oh, speaking of Stan, uh, great, uh, great uh, suicide, great ending note. That was fucking awesome. That made me cry. Um, but let's talk about for the second time this year, second time, we have a reference in a giant Hollywood movie to John Carpenter's The Thing. Yep, 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 yep. And, and, and the same exact fucking line, like, because in Godzilla, not really a spoiler, but in Godzilla King of the Monsters, uh, they call one of the camps the same camp number uh, as the thing. And uh, O'Shea Jackson in that movie also says the line that, you know, is said in this movie, like, are you fucking kidding me? And it's said in this movie too. And this one, they even go further with Stanley's head becoming like the spider head from the thing. Oh yeah. yeah. I was I was like the whole time that was happening. I was like, yep. Yep. Homage right there. Yeah. That was I fucking, fucking that. wonderful. Um, I loved, I loved how they did Stan's character in this movie. I loved his flashback. Um, I, I, I just, I, not the, the, them wearing fucking shower caps in the, in the, uh, 
fucking uh, clubhouse, but him giving his his speech from the Torah, or Torah, and and being like, "Fuck all of y'all." Yep, that was great. I'm not like y'all. I and it like and the fact that Richie was there, I thought maybe Stan was going to have some kind of gay thing. Um, like they kept doing a lot of things where it's like it was Richie and a Stan or Eddie, both. Like, but it turns out he was in Eddie. Um, which to be fair, Eddie was a better looking boy. Mm-hmm. Um, so it it was just really funny. Um, I kind of makes I, me wonder if Stan knew. It does kind of make me wonder if Stan knew. That actually is a very good point. Yeah, because I think I think damn. Eddie was Richie's love interest, but I think Stan was actually his best friend. Yes, I agree with you completely. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, what have we not yeah. talked about yet for this movie? Um, oh, you know what? A little tidbit. I, I found out via meme. Uh, the pattern on that little kid's skateboard is the carpeting from The Shining. Oh, multiple <laughs> Shining references in here. Even the, uh, uh, the blood in the uh, bath stall scene has a... John has a not John Carpenter has a, a here's Kubrick, Johnny here's Johnny yeah. from yep. Jack Nicholson that was pretty dope um oh man the fucking guilt trip for Bill in this movie oh and him dealing with uh the fact that he feels guilty for uh what we don't know in the first movie is he was faking sick because he just mm-hmm. didn't want to play with his brother which you know if you have uh, I'm, I'm if you have another sibling like faking sick to try to get out of playing with him is is a very real thing um and then him feeling so guilty for it and him coming out of it was just oh my god that, that was, was a so powerful good. scene when he finally forgave himself yep i loved it yes oh my god and the kid with the skateboard him dying in front of bill in the uh, house of mirrors was oh my god that was great so, that old kid was great i love seeing him early in there with richie um that was just hilarious, and then for him to come back and you find out he's living in Bill's house, and Bill right. has his reaction with him in the in the road, and all that shit it is just like holy fuck. So speaking of that, um, I did ask uh, I did ask Heather earlier if she wanted to be on the show, but it's too late for her. But she said I have a couple questions, maybe you guys can answer on the show, and one of them was about the little boy. She said the little boy was killed in the fun house. Why was there no follow up to that? Like, shouldn't people at the fair at least started to freak out a bit? There was a bloodbath. Maybe I'm looking too much into it, but I felt like that scene was put in to torture Bill with another death that he couldn't have prevent, but I felt like there could have been more done with it. Uh, I said, well, if the blood was probably Pennywise fucking with Bill, and he probably just ate the kid and made him disappear like all the other kids that are missing, so they just probably didn't realize he was missing yet. And even if not, there is an actual explanation from the book that uh, I remember Kenneth telling me about where in Derry – a lot of this shit gets ignored because the evil of Pennywise is corrupting people. And you see people ignoring people get beat up and all this stuff. Like the whole uh, gay dudes getting beat up in the beginning. Like there is a sense that no one is going to come help them because no one in Derry cares. Like there's many scenes of, of like people turning away and ignoring stuff. Right. Uh, yeah, that's a good in Derry. too. Um, so that would be a – because I had the same question because I'm one of those guys that go – well, in the real world, like, how is that explained? Like, what, like, where are the cops and all this shit? Um, yeah, you but, in the first movie, you actually get a a specific example of it, is when damn uh, oh, Henry Ben's Bowers, getting, yeah, yeah, beating up Ben, yeah, when Ben's getting cut up and the adults drive by with a balloon in the back, and the fucking they don't even pay it any mind, and that's just because damn that's that's the evil of Derry. 
Um, and it ha- it happens more frequently than that. Um, they're actually in the book right after the uh, the guy gets thrown over the bridge. There's a long, long thing about when he got when they when they're questioning him and whatever else, and he admits to doing it and shit. There's a there's a long thing about that, but uh, but I think one of the scenes that uh, that uh, we're forgetting to talk about is when Bev's, Bev's head was on fire as a kid. Oh yeah. I that felt was so bad for awesome. Ben. Oh, oh my that god. Poor kid. I love I've that been person. I've been Ben. I've been the fat kid in love with the attractive chick whose feelings will never be returned. I've been him. So to have her like be his friend and then make fun of him, yeah, obviously it was Pennywise, but to just have to watch that was heartbreaking for me. But that's kind of funny. Okay, all hold up. Have been through that. Uh you definitely would be the Ben J. You definitely have like that. I, I definitely got the Richie going on with the whole gay thing. Kenneth, is, is there any character in here, even if we've already claimed it, that you feel kind of attached to because you went through something similar as a kid that they did? Um, honestly, when it really comes down to it, there are aspects of every single one that I can that I can relate to. You know, like I have been in the same position as like Jay. I have been in that position before. I've also been, um, been made fun of because of things that were different. I've also done things when I was a kid that I regret doing now, uh, you know, so on and so forth. So I've got, I've got, I've got aspects of every single one of them that I relate to. And I, and I think that's a, that's one of the reasons why I enjoy all the characters. Um, you know, I, and then have the same thing with having the change as you're growing older and stuff like that. I mean, I mean, I think that's the reason why this, why this is so such an enjoyable, like even reading the book and stuff like that is because it's so, that's one good thing that Stephen King does is it's really relatable to a lot of us growing up. If you weren't, you know, the kid that, that that had a silver spoon in your mouth, so to speak, and hell, even kids that have silver spoons in their mouths are fucking goddamn go through own, go through their own bullshit. So I think I think that's one of the biggest things is that you know, fortunately or fortunately, I guess for you guys, is y'all have specific characters that y'all can relate to. I can relate to aspects of every single one of them. Yeah, like hardcore. I, and when it comes to Bev, um, I love how in this movie they still don't go over the line of strictly saying her dad probably fucked her um they, they i think they made it a little bit more clear and they d- oh with the whole cologne and smelling thing mm-hmm. yeah they, they made it much more clear but they still didn't go that line um right which is really really good i i really do like that um they didn't go that line see i like what they did with it but at the same time you know, I kind of I kind of was a little upset that her mom wasn't there because, damn, you know, like the thing about it is in the book, her mom had suspicions of the way that her dad was. But nothing ever happened other than the the physical abuse, like like not the sexual abuse, but the physical abuse, like her her dad being overbearing, worrying about her all the time, you know, basically being an over overbearing father. Um, but he he wasn't directly he didn't molest her in the book as far as i remember but the one thing that i do remember is i can't i can't remember exactly how it went but something happened and then he ended up going and fucking his wife and if i'm not mistaken the mom 
asked her about it the next day like like was he in there talking to her or something like that or whatever so the mom kind of realized that those tendencies were there but it really wasn't as extreme focused upon as it is in the movie but the 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 character's mom was was very predominant in the in it mm-hmm you know, in the, in, in the book. And that's one of the things that you're missing from the nineties one too, is Bev's mom wasn't there in the nineties one either. Yeah. They definitely, uh, took her completely the fuck out. Um, and I remember you telling me, uh, that part from the book in, in the last movie when we were talking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, when I have a re, I have a reunited, not reunited. I have a relighted interest in trying to do the book again, though. I might try to do the audio book this time. Just because now at work I have actual like three hours where three, like three, three and a half hours where I do not have to talk to anyone. There's no members. There's none of that shit. And I could like listen to, I could like kill like at least two hours of an audiobook every night. Um, I'm not going to sit here and say, man, that it's not a fucking, it's, it's not an excursion to get through. But, you know, and it's not because it's boring or anything. It's just it's so fucking long. Yeah, well, I mean... The audiobook's like 46 hours long. Yeah, well, I did did three Game of Thrones books audiobook-wise, and each one of them were in the 40-hour marks. Yeah, dude, I mean, it's just like... I can do it. Yeah, I ended up listening... The first time I ended up listening to it was on my way back and forth to fucking Florida when I was living down there going to school for motorcycles. Because I would do fucking, you know, seven hours down, you know what I'm saying, or seven hours up to come up and see the family and stuff like that. And then seven hours back. So yeah. that, that was the first time that I, that I got through it because I ended up doing that and then little bits and pieces here and there when I could, but I ended up finishing it on the back and forth trips. But yeah, man, I mean, it's one, it's, it, it's one to definitely get through, you know what I'm saying? But it, it's worth it because what you're missing out on is a lot of the little side stories you're missing out on, you know, why Betty Ripsom was fucking uh, more, or was more predominant. You're missing out on why, uh, the, you're missing out on the little stories about Patrick Hockstetter or the, or the differences between, um, you know, the, well, not the differences, but the add-on, the extras that come with uh, the story about the guys on the bridge and uh, why at the end of the book, at the end of the movie, when you see Mike close the book, the history of dairy and i can't remember the dude's name that's there but why that is significant you know and you're missing the child game thing yeah well um, that too but you're, you're when you're when you in the book you're missing out on a whole lot of these things like there's a there's a whole story uh a whole section in the book about um this kid that uh is upset with his, the fact that his parents had a new had a had a second kid had a, had him a little brother and the kid's upset because he doesn't have their attention anymore. And and I'm going to, you know, leave the rest of it out. But th- he that's... offers it to the Goblin King. Uh, something like that. <laughs> uh, yeah, something like that with a pillow. But <laughs> he's no Goblin King on the pillow. Yeah, I mean, but, you know, I mean, things like that. And, and, and when you when you listen to it or listen to it or read it, that actually is a that's one of those fucked up things. You know what I'm saying? And and there's other ones in there. Like, if I can't remember exactly whether it was Patrick Hockstetter. It may have been, but I think it was how Patrick Hockstetter actually went out in the book, which is fucked up. Hmm. Okay. So, uh, did Heather have any other questions? No, no. She asked, uh, she said she, it wasn't really a question, more like a statement, but she said that uh, 
somehow in the story that the Losers Club should have found out about the little girl that Pennywise ate to help motivate them, but I didn't feel like they needed any more motivation to go stop Pennywise um, than saving their own lives, did, really. It did feel like it was like, why isn't this connected to the story? But at the same time, like, that's why. It's showing you that Pennywise is not just targeting them specifically. It's reminding you that, hey, this story is not just about the kids it's about pennywise it's about what pennywise is doing uh which is very important because we have two big things we have left to talk about um which is of course the spider finale um but before we get to that um i really want to talk about the um when we kind of learn about uh the old lady talking about uh the guy who uh opens the circus and we actually get to see pennywise like before clown makeup um, like the whole, where we get to see Bill Skarsgård without the makeup in that scene. Right. Now, Kenneth, is that, like, is that anything, like, in the book or anything? I want to say that, okay, I can remember from the book, I can remember that whole segment where Bev goes in there, talks to the old lady, curse Marsh the whole night. I can remember that whole segment. And I, and I can remember exactly like her the way she talked when she said instead of saying father i don't know whether you noticed it when you were watching the movie but a little bit later after when she starts walking off into the kitchen or whatever she doesn't say father she says my father and and like with a d in the middle of it with two d's in the middle of it Mm -hmm. and uh that was specific from the book that's exactly the way it was written out in the book and if i'm not mistaken i want to say that she that pennywise was her dad wow Pennywise is millions of years old. Right. But I want to say, but, but you got to like think about Like he took about, a vacation from eating kids to father a child? I, I don't know, but I want to say that, that that actually was it. But, it, you know, it could be a oh, whole... Wait, wait, wait. Sorry, let me clarify. Do you mean that Pennywise was her actual father and that the whole thing was made up and the picture was of Pennywise as her father? Yeah, um, I think that's where I was actually going. Is because okay, I my bad. S- Sorry, I cut you off, and I just right. I, 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 that's what I want to say. I want to say it was whole. It was it, the whole thing was part of the illusion, because her talking about her father related to Bev talking about her dad, and then, you know what I'm saying. Her, it's a way to it's a way to bring even more fear into it by putting Pennywise in there with it. I want to say that's how it went, but I can't remember yeah. exactly. It, I'm probably going to end up listening to it again now after this. It also makes it uh, makes you feel like Pennywise is is in the real world, um, you know, making it almost seem like oh yeah, Penny Pennywise was this guy who was really real and 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 ran all this stuff. But in reality, if anything, it would be Pennywise like it's deadlights taking over this person and making this person do stuff, and basically the deadlights deciding oh this is. This is exactly what I want my persona to be. Because I talked about in the first movie how I felt like you really feel like there's a puppetry to Pennywise. And you see it in this movie also. Um, It's one of the things I really like that you kind of realize that the deadlights puppetry a certain thing. And it it feels like the deadlights have more of a personality when you think of it as it took this person who was in real life, took over it, and now uses it... uh, in there made this person be kind of bad uh and linking it to bev and her father and bev's father being kind of bad just brings it into the real world which is is scarier than the whole it came from an asteroid came down a long time ago and it's three balls of light 
Yeah, see, I want to say that if I'm not mistaken, I really want to say that Pennywise the Dancing Clown was there. Like, like not just, you know, the, the, the fearful figment, like, like when we see in the first movie at the end of it, where the, where the, where the wooden, um, trailer thing is, it says Pennywise, the dancing clown. I want to say that was actually out there during the 1800s or whatever, when circuses were traveling around or carnivals were traveling around. I honestly want to say that Pennywise was actually out there and he is part of Derry's history. I want to yeah, say like, that, yeah, that, wanna... that he was actually there. It seems like the Deadlights took over a living persona in the real world to make it easier to strike fear in the real world. Right. And see, there, there, there are things that happen in the book that, that where people say they saw a glimpse. Like there's a, okay, in the book, Mike's, Mike's whole backstory comes from his dad going to this club and it catching fire because KKK people out there came out there and fucking set it on fire. And, damn at some point in time when people are trying to get away or whatever somebody says they saw a clown and there's another instance where there's uh there, there's these bonnie and clyde type you know bank robbers or whatever they end up coming through dairy and the dairy people take it upon themselves to bring these people down and damn they end up shooting them in the middle of the fucking in the middle of the street or whatever and at that instance, somebody said that they saw a clown in the background while everybody was shooting. It was like a clown that was shooting a gun at the at the car. Yeah, I, and, I, and that actually happened a lot in, in back in those days is when these bank robbers would hit banks. It was the townspeople who would come out with guns because it right. was legit their money. Right, exactly. So, um, and like I said, this was during like that Bonnie and Clyde type era, you know what I'm saying? So they they came into the town in their car. I can't remember what car it was. They came into their town in their car and they ended up going to the hardware store and they ended up fucking ordering like ammo and shit like that. And the guy at the hardware store acted like he didn't know who it was. And then after they left, he said, OK, I'm going to have to order this stuff. It'll be in on such and such day. It was a couple of days or whatever. And uh, they said, OK, well, we'll wait. And they ended up staying in the town. Well, as they were waiting on the ammo and everything to come, the guy from the hardware store was getting everybody together to attack these people when they came to pick up all their shit. Wow, that's fucking crazy. Yeah, there, right. there's there's a lot of that. So let's talk about the end of the movie. Um, let's talk about like the representation of the deadlights and um, how they changed the spider from the nineties movie into the clown spider. We got in this one. Um, I, I personally really liked the deadlights in this one. I like the three orbs swimming around. Um, and I really liked the, the it's spider. And I also liked them like, even though it's kind of cliche, the taking the power away from the, the monster um, they did it in kind of a clever way, even though it was a bit cliche, but it is a Stephen King based thing. So I wasn't going in expecting this great ending. Um, I thought it was okay for what it was. Like Kenneth, how did you feel about, uh, the deadlights, it's spider and how this movie ends? Um, at this point, um, I was so into the movie that, I, I really couldn't like my my comparing it to the source material had stopped at this point. Oh, because completely! I, I when I the movie was done, I didn't think and go, "Man, that ending was just mediocre." I was like, "Fuck yes, this movie!" Yeah, I mean, I was totally into it at that point. I was invested. I wasn't paying attention to nothing else. I mean, uh, we were just sitting there watching the movie, man, like engulfed in it. I was like, "Holy fuck!" 
you know, because there's so much shit going on. And I really enjoyed it. I like the, I like the, uh, I like how they made it look. You know what I'm saying? I like the spider thing. I, I, and again, going back to something that I said earlier, I really like the fact that Pennywise was not childlike, at, barely any at all in this one, like he yeah, was he, in the first one. He was cartoonish at some points, but it definitely felt like a clown cartoonish. Yeah, he, I mean, he was fucking vicious in this one. And I really like, like 27 years later, I'm fucking pissed off versus 27 years prior where he's still like the, the whole, you know, I'm keeping, I'm keeping up appearances for the clown thing and trying to get these kids and stuff like that. No, 27 years later, that whole 27 years, he was thinking about the fact, okay, I have my fucking agenda. I'm going to get these motherfuckers. And, and, and I really, um, I really enjoyed that. Um, but overall, I thought the I thought the whole thing, the whole ending of it was really good because I liked how they combined, you know, things about each one of them into it, you know, like 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 Bill going back, you know, jumping into the water and coming back up. And he was in the uh, in the uh, in the basement of his house. I really like the fact of how, you know, uh, Richie and Eddie were back at the uh, uh, if I'm going to say, yeah, it was Richie and Eddie. How Richie and Eddie were back at the three doors. You know what I'm saying? The scary. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah I really like that. Yeah, I really liked that. Um, I thought that was really good. I liked how they played on the fears of of Ben and Bev, and I liked the fact of how they uh, they kind of came together for that whole for that whole segment. I really liked that. So everything all together, I like the way they put it together really well. I also like the incorporation of the deadlights being like their own character, like what you were talking about outside of Pennywise. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, so overall, I really, really dug it. <laughs> I like the end of it actually. And I also like the fact of, you know, them pulling out his heart and him looking up at it and, and, and you can just see the fucking, what this, this fucking ancient goddamn life force just slipping away, you know, so you could almost see the fear of the fact that he was actually going to die. Um, and I can go into this whole philosophy, philosophical thing about him, him probably not dying, but you know. Uh, but I like the fact of the fear of him leaving this plane of existence, rather. And, and and you can see it in his face, but you can also see the irritation and the humiliation at the fact that, goddamn, he's this, this, this billion-year-old fucking goddamn creature. And he just got fucking, you know, his ass handed to him by fucking, you know, six, six random adults. You know what I'm saying? I thought that was really cool. For but sure. I'm uh, the destroyer of worlds. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up, bitch. <laughs> Uh, Jay, how did you feel about the deadlights and the spider clown uh, and, and how the movie ended? I liked it. I liked it better than the uh, the spider ending from the original miniseries. Uh, it looked way better. Um, I've seen quite a few people online, anyway, complain about the CG, and I just, I just can't see it. It looks like I know what bad CG looks like. I watched Power Rangers on purpose. Um, yeah, okay, well, like I said earlier, it's it's a very cartoonish-looking CGI, which is, like, my same complaint. Like, if you watch Conjuring 2, uh, oh my god, the fucking cartoonish CGI of, like, the Crooked Man and shit bothers the living fuck out of me. I See, can't that kind of fucking stuff doesn't bother me. It's stand just, it's it. the imagery. It's decided what they need, but, and you can't do, you can't know, do a just, giant it, spider monster without CGI. Well, no, 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 you haven't let me finish it. Sorry. In Conjuring 2, because I said this at the beginning of the episode, in Conjuring 2, I do not like it because it it looks cartoonish and it does not fit the feel of the movie. In It Chapter 2, 
it is that same cartoonish style of CGI, but it fucking works because it makes sense with fucking Pennywise the clown. And therefore, I really fucking enjoy it in this movie. I like that's fair. Crooked, man. Yeah, that, that's what I was saying. That didn't, that didn't bother me in Conjuring 2, but that's another it, movie for it another It takes discussion. me out of, of the movie, and that's I'm not fair. like an anti-CGI guy. I no, just I thought it not. looked too no, my, apparently cartoonish. My biggest complaint for any kind of digital anything in the movie was with them trying to make the kids look as young as they were. Yeah, yeah. It's, that I, was I my really... biggest complaint. I will say this. I did not notice it at all when I was watching the movie. I It was only pointed out to me afterwards, so I can't really speak on that. I knew it right off the bat. Wait, I what? Was like, what? Uh, they they, they de-aged some of the uh, characters in the flashbacks. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. That's funny. Yeah, yeah. So if they were right smart, the they would have just filmed those scenes at the same time as the first movie. Well, the, the second movie did not get greenlit until the first weekend of premiere of the first movie now, see that's that that feels like a bad idea all in and of itself <laughs> well i mean if you really I mean, not think like a two-part movie at the same time but if you really think about it even if the even if the first one hadn't done well in the box office it still could have been a standalone movie i suppose but then everybody in the world well not everybody in the world most people in the horror world are going to be like hey where's the second half of the story yeah, well, they do shit like that all the time. I mean, so I, I, I would, it could be set up as a standalone movie. It would have sucked, but it could have been set up as a standalone movie. But damn, that first weekend and hell, at this current moment, it didn't make as much money, nearly as much, but it still did pretty goddamn well for the first weekend. Oh fuck yeah! Like I, I didn't, um, I did not expect this movie. I don't expect this movie to do as well as the first one. I don't, um, no. because it doesn't have. Uh, the Goonies feel to it. Uh, nope. The first one popped because when a movie comes out that has the same feel as the Goonies when it comes to kids and nostalgia, us adults eat that shit up. We sure. do. Uh, right. We do as kids and we do as adults. So something like the Goonies or Stand By Me um, or The Outsiders, uh, you you just fucking are you just eat it up and you love it and it's something that hits on us. And I didn't expect this one to quite do the same thing. And that's also why I feel like there's so many flashbacks in this movie uh, was to kind of keep that crowd in there. I do think there was some foresight in there because you got to admit, there are a lot of fucking flashbacks in this movie. I, I don't think that's a negative. I have no problem with it. I love those kids and I, I enjoy seeing the shit out of them. It's great. But there's like a good 25% of the movie, if you broke it down, is all flashback. Yeah, you know what I love? I would love uh, a new edit that edits all those flashbacks into the original movie just to see how it would flow together. Oh, yeah. Com just combine the f the two movies together and make it to where all the flashbacks take place back there so you see it in the real world. Yeah, uh, I, I might do that when, when a, a nice uh, digital copy is available for the second part. I might actually take the time to edit it together, and then I'll just upload it for you guys to check out. That'd be cool. That's going to be a beast of a fucking edit. Yeah, it would be, but it'd be so cool at the end. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, but I, I actually like I I actually like the flashbacks. I really did because again, you know, it, it was real close to the source material. That's the way it was in the book. Yeah, I do say like like I said, I like the flashbacks. I do feel like they take away from the adult characters and their growth, um, and I feel like that's why we didn't get my biggest complaint on the movie, which is Richie uh, coming out to his friends as gay. 
I feel like we didn't get that because they wanted to do it in flashback uh, that you and, and not in current. So it took away time that should have been there yeah, for him sense. to do that. Uh, it definitely takes away. And I think that's also why the the love triangle gets sidelined a bit, all that shit. Um, I, 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 the Native American story part of this whole thing I thought was meh. Like I agree with Kenneth that the um, ritual of Chud not that impressive in this movie. Um, and like, I, and I agree with him that I do not like what they've done to Mike in both of these movies. Yeah. They Especially. kind of them and it, uh, yeah. uh but upsetting. even in the sense that I, I, I had the thought and I didn't, I honestly didn't know if I was going to put this thought out there. Um, but I'm going to put it out there and I'm going to say, I don't mean to be offensive to anyone. Uh, so please don't take it that way. Um, cause I'm going to use some, some kind of offensive words here. Um, in the '90s miniseries, uh, they they say nigger a lot. Um, they 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 kind of do that. But in the the both these two new ones, uh, chapter one and chapter two, they do not say it at all. But they say faggot a lot. Um, and and I yeah and, they do. And part of that makes me kind of go, wow. Not only did they sideline Mike's character. But they toned down the racism a lot. And I don't know if it's a political move because no, uh, I, the I, current I, climate... Hold on, let me finish the statement. The current current climate right now is not only is, is racism like a huge fucking thing with the police, uh, but also in the current climate, you have uh, the... When you move it from the 50s to the 80s, uh, you're also having a big jump in, uh, in the 50s. You had more civil rights issues as to where in the 80s you have more issues with homosexuality. Uh, and their civil rights movement. Um, and, and the same way with currently today, because we still have a lot of people that uh, that cannot come out publicly as being gay, and, and gays are fighting very much to get their rights. So, like, I don't necessarily... F- I don't... Like, my statement that I don't know if they did this because of a politically correct thing is accurate as much as it is a correct update that uh, wanted to focus more on our fight now with homosexuality, especially when it comes to the 80s. Uh, Kenneth, go ahead. You pretty much you you said what I was gonna say, um, okay. Because that's exactly what I was gonna. That's what that's where I was gonna come in with it. Because I think it. I think the shift was a product of the time. I think because you know exactly like what you said. The fifties you had more civil rights type shit. In the eighties you had more stuff about how people were coming out as being gay, the AIDS thing, all the rest of that shit that was going on in the eighties. So I think that's what it was. I think that was the shift. Although, damn the the thing with. Um, the guys on the bridge that was a little that that took place if i'm not mistaken that took place in present time uh yes in 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 uh in this movie that the uh the attack on the bridge is in 2019 that is in present time 100 exactly so i'm not i'm not exactly sure on that because i'm i mean i'm not gonna say that shit like that doesn't happen you know what i'm saying i'm sure that it probably oh 100 it happens all the time Right, but you know what I'm saying? It's not one of those things that is, I'm going to say, and I, and I fucking, it sucks that it's this way, but it's not focused on in, the, in social media and in the news and stuff like that, as is other things of today. And so yeah. that's the only one where I was kind of like, uh, you know what I'm saying? I don't know, but I'm glad that it was put in there because, like I said, it was directly it- from the book, but I'm also glad that it wasn't left out. Um, yeah, it is directly from the book, but um, 
to me, it felt like it was such a important moment uh, in this movie specifically because it kind of primes you for why Richie stays closeted. Um, it, it it has a great effect later on in the movie when when you think about Richie, um, and and that plays out so wonderful in this movie. And it's kind of funny because if I had not known about this scene in the book, and it was made completely for the movie and Richie's gay character, it would make completely sense. So it's kind of funny to me that it is in the original book. Yeah, there's actually more than one thing I think that is surrounded around. That's got uh, surrounded around homosexuality in the book. There's there's actually a few things that oh, are in there. I'm, I'm sure it is, especially when you're dealing with young boys, because we're all young boys. We can tell you homosexuality is fucking rampant at growing up as a child. And I don't mean necessarily like being gay, but like ho- like you're constantly referring to things as gay. Uh, you're learning stuff about your body. You're constantly making fun of other people for uh, being gay, like it, it's a very vicious thing in boyhood, and it kind of makes you understand why so many boys stay closeted. Because yeah. Kenneth can tell you, I, I, even as a teenager, um, I used the word faggot like punctuation. I was <laughs> very, very bad about overusing that. Uh, I, Kenneth even told me I overused it. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I, I, I finally, and I. In my head, I was like, oh, well, I can use it. I've been called it my whole life. Um, and even though I have been treated like a gay man a lot in my life, I have not been treated as bad as they are treated because I'm not actually gay. Um, I, I, I did take hits for it, but not nowhere near as bad as they did. Um, I, I Like, nowhere near as bad as, like, uh, if you watch uh, one of my favorite movies of all time, Pump Up the Volume, um, with Christian Slater, there's a scene where a gay kid comes in and talk, it calls in and talks to Christian Slater about him being gay and what these kids did to him when they trick him into coming there because he liked the guy and they, you know, take his clothes and beat the shit out of him. Um, you know, like that never happened to me because I never went to, you know, hide my homosexuality for someone. Uh, and that's something that Richie clearly deals with in a town that, that, you know, you will get the shit beat out of you for being gay. Even in this current age of 2019, uh, we open with a scene of someone getting the shit beat out of them and fucking thrown off a bridge because they are gay in 2019. And that it's ridiculous that's happening. And, and Pennywise, you know, he loves it because he, he works on fear and it made it extra fucking tasty when you bite into it. But the fact that uh, they they did do the subtle homosexuality in this movie with Richie is really good. I wish it wasn't as subtle. I wish it at least at the end he would have came out to his friends in in the when they're all bathing in in the um uh what's the proper word for that water? Quarry Res- water. Quarry. Uh, when they're there and he's bawling his fucking eyes out way harder than everybody else, he should have said something. Yeah, yeah, like I loved him or, you know, I don't know, something. Yeah, I agree with you. I think it would have given more power to what was going on. You know what I'm saying? So, um, but I, again, going back to it, man, I really dig all the changes. I mean, I, I, this is one of those where, you know, it, it doesn't happen very often when I watch movies that are transferred from a book that I really enjoy the changes. And and the changes to the second half, There's there, I've got, I've got my few complaints, but for the most part... I really love this movie. Yeah. This oh, is... and, and the changing of Eddie so that Eddie actually dies in this movie was great. He is the character that needed to die because he is 
while not a main character, because, like, let's all agree, Bill, uh, Richie, and, uh, 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 I keep wanting to say Betty. It's not Betty. Bev. (laughs) Bev. uh, They're the three strongest main characters. They can't die. But Eddie is, is, is right behind them, and he's stronger than Ben, and he's stronger than Mike. He's the one that has to die to make it feel important for us. Yeah. Well, I mean, Eddie dies in every medium. He died in the 90s miniseries, and he died it in the book. It didn't really have an effect in the 90s miniseries, to be honest with you. I think, in, in my, my opinion, it did. I like, I, I mean, to me, I thought it was it was just as sad, you know what I'm saying, that he died, that he died in that one. So, I, I mean, guess it's uh, more, it feels more important here because of the tie-in with Richie. Right, right. I mean, but, you know, that's actually what, in the 90s miniseries, that's what sparked them on to, you know, let's go kill this fucking clown kind of thing. In the in the 90s one was the fact that uh, Eddie died. Yeah. So, I really enjoyed it, though, overall. I thought it was a great movie. I was not disappointed when I left the theater. It was worth my money. And the cool thing about it is, is when I saw it, we were the only two people in there. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's it, the best. Hell, when we went, we went to the, uh, the old theater... And uh, when we went in there, shit, I only saw, like, us and, I think, one other dude in there watching a movie. Nice. Um, in the Jay, whole theater. Jay, what's your final thoughts on this movie? I really enjoyed it, and I want to watch it a couple more times before I decide, but I think I liked it overall better than the first one. Agreed. I, I, I got to do a back-to-back. I, right. I really want to, when this comes out on, on Blu-ray, I will buy that, and I will do a back-to-back of of both movies because i really don't know right now i do not right know. yeah so i watched the first one a couple weeks ago in preparation for this one um but yeah i'd like to watch them together but i really i feel like the amount of horror was like i feel like the goonies side of the last movie was more than the horror side but i feel like there's more horror in this movie than anything um and i really liked all the different transformations and all the different creepy stuff that happened and it just felt more like Pennywise felt more maniacal in this one than he did in the first one. Um, so I really like that. But again, it's, I've only seen it once in the theater. So I want to rewatch it a couple of times before I uh, make my decision. But on the surface, I feel like I like this one more. Yeah. It's kind of weird. I kind of really want to do our horror Coliseum with these two. Um, just to kind of like really break it down. Ooh, and see we which should. One I like more. We should do that uh, for the Blu-ray release. We okay. We might do that when the Blu-ray release comes. We might do a horror coliseum on both to kind of see where we fit. Um, we'll see what happens when it <coughs> comes out. Um, I'm guessing probably December or January. Uh, we'll see. Um, okay, guys. Uh, fuck yes. Does anyone have anything that they feel that they need to say that they that they say left unsaid for it chapter two? No, sir. Can I? I thought I I I don't need to watch it again. I like this one better than the first one. Fair enough. Okay, well, guys, that is it. Thank you for checking out this uh, bonus episode. It is a full episode because we all all three here, uh, and, and it's an hour, a little over an hour long, so that's fucking awesome. Uh, so thank you for joining us uh, for this It Chapter 2 bonus review. We hope you enjoyed it. Please let oh. us know what... what Jerry, before we go, yes, one ma'am. thing. Uh-huh. I fucked your mom. <laughs> <laughs> I can't make the comment I really want to make right now. Um... <laughs> So, uh, um, I will say it as soon as we get off. Um, okay. 
so we are out of here. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Uh, make sure you check out our wonderful episode that we just did on Horror Coliseum, Jaws 3D versus Jaws of Revenge. If you haven't checked it out, it's it's a really good episode. Uh, I know it sounds ridiculous, but go check it out. Um, I also dropped Atomic Age Saucer Cast on Invisible Invaders. Please check that out. Check out Cult Unknown for uh, all your Bigfoot need. And uh, also dropping this week along with this episode. I'm not sure which one will come out first. They might even both come out the same fucking day. Uh, we have uh, a new underwater kaiju from outer space that I literally recorded like 15 minutes before we recorded this review. Uh, and that's on Godzilla vs. Sea Monster. One of the funniest episodes we've ever done, especially for the Ultraman report. Uh, so go fucking check that out. I say a lot of things I shouldn't say on the internet. And uh, we will see you next. Our next episode is not going to be a Kill the Cast episode. We are actually going back to Jerry Hates Action. Uh, and we are doing The Matrix because yes. it's Jay's favorite movie. Yes. I say fuck that movie and Kenneth bought me a 4K Blu-ray of it. So we're fucking doing it. We're doing The Matrix. Uh, and then we will be back uh, in October with your regularly scheduled uh, kill the cast. Uh, let us know. We're kind of debating on what we want to do for uh, October. Um, I kind of threw out two suggestions, but you can suggest stuff also. I kind of was like, we should do a Vincent Price movie. I really want to do Mask of the Red Death. Um, because I think, uh, I think for sure I want Jay to watch more Vincent Price movies, but I also think Kenneth will have a lot to say about that one. Mm -hmm. Um, or even doing something fun and doing like uh, Scooby Doo on Zombie Island. Would be a lot of fun. I don't. That's been popping up a Price lot recently. Um, okay, well, you know, maybe we'll do Mask of the Red Death. Maybe we'll have a Vincent Price. Uh, you know, maybe we'll do two Vincent Price movies in fucking um, October. Uh, we'll do Mask of the Red Death, and then maybe we'll do a poll to see what the other one is that people want to do for the old school Vincent Price movies. Because um, we've got great things like The Conqueror's Worm, House on Haunted Hill, uh, Doctor Fives. Uh, tons of fucking great stuff there. Uh, Kenneth, do you have a favorite Vincent Price old school movie? Uh, House on Haunted Hill. House on Haunted Hill. I, I'm a big fan of uh, House of Wax 3D also. I think oh, House yeah. on Haunted Hill is the only one I've actually watched. Yeah, we probably won't House do House on Haunted Hill. Uh, it, it would probably be... It, the, the three I would like to do... Uh, I know we're not going to record three episodes in October, but I would like to do House of Wax 3D, Mask of the Red Death, um, and The Conqueror's Worm. Uh, also called aka the Witchfinder's general um but we'll do probably two out of the three of those so that's it go check out all the fucking shit links are in the description facebook facebook group uh youtube twitter uh fucking instagram there's tons of stuff you can comment and, and talk to us on but uh, the biggest hub is going to be that facebook group so please come and join that uh, links are in the description, or you can just go and type in Kill the Cast Horror Podcast and you will find us. We are fucking out. Love all you guys. Uh, keep it creepy. We're going into October, so keep it fucking spooky. And uh, we are the Eater of Podcast. If you enjoyed this show, then make sure you check out the other great shows on the Legion Podcast Network, like Cinema Psyops, Cinema Beef, Devour the Podcasts. Duncan and Bo Come Correct, Exploding Heads Horror Movie Podcast, Friday the 13th, Get Slayed, The Hell Ming Power Hour, Hello, This is the Doom Show, Hero Hero Ghost Show, Kill the Cast, Underwater Kaiju from Outer Space, Jerry Hates Action, Legion After Dark, Metal Health, Obsessive Cinema, Discourse, 
Pick 6 Movies, the podcast by The Cemetery, the podcast on Haunted Hill, the Psycho Semantic Podcast, Rick Radio, House of Wax, Dude Looks Like the 80s, Rabbit and Red Radio, The Shadecast, Short Bus Cinema, Two Drink Minimum Commentaries, The VD Clinic, Who Will Survive Horror Podcast, and Which Versus the Doomsday Clock. With such a widespread of shows, there is guaranteed to be a niche for you to fall in love with. Horror, politics, movies, books, sex, music, commentaries, health, video games, kaiju, action, news, comedy, and opinions that would most likely get you killed in some parts of the world. We are proud to bring you some of the best podcasting in the world. Check us out at www.legionpodcast.com, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, and any other dark corner of the internet where podcasts can be found.